Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Patrick Mahomes putting his goals out there. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray. Andrew Perloff not shying away from some really, really big, big milestones, Perloff. And first and foremost, as Mahomes is doing multiple victory laps and well-deserved, he says his goal is to get seven rings. Here's Mahomes. Obviously, the goal is, is always seven. It's always to try to get as much as you can. Um, and so all I can do is just try to maximize my opportunities every single day, continue to work to be, to be better, uh, not only for myself, but for my team. Um, and we'll see what happens at the end of my career. Okay, so that was to NFL Network. Goal to get seven rings, at least to tie Brady. He acknowledges that, you know, Brady beat him in the Super Bowl, so that he might never be able to pass yeah. Brady. But seven rings. He's also been very vocal about going for a three-peat, which has never been done in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but, well, first of all, he's just trying to get through that answer alive. I don't think that, to me, that was not a Patrick Ewing guaranteeing an NBA title or Joe Neva. That was just like, get me through this question. And it is, I think it is obvious. Yes, your goal is three to three-peat, and your goal is to seven. Every quarterback wants to win the Super Bowl, and especially if you're Patrick Mahomes. So it is obvious, but to me... I'll tell you right now, this team is not three-peating Maggie. So I think it's more realistic that he gets to seven uh, because he's 28, so he has a chance to do a Patriots, maybe have multiple careers within one career like Tom Brady because I think it's going to be really hard to to three-peat because everything had to go right for them to (laughs) two-peat. Back-to-back. Or repeat, as it's called in English. Uh, (laughs) Two-peat. You trademark that. Look how much had to go right for them to get these two, and then they're going to have a really tough offseason to keep all this defensive talent there. So I think, and Travis Kelsey's getting older, I I think it's going to be hard to three-peat. I think it's more realistic for them to keep redefining themselves and with Mahomes get to seven. All right. I think this has got to be a poll question, EJ, at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. More realistic, more likely, however you want to frame it, that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs get to seven rings? Or just want to say Mahomes? Because Brady didn't do it all with one team. It has to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's a total. No, Mahomes, is not, Mahomes. Mahomes cannot leave Kansas City. Of course, well, I had never thought Brett Favre would leave Green Bay. <laughs> I cannot see Mahomes at a Seahawks jersey. No, he's got it. has got to be with Kansas Well, whatever. Well, no, we got to do it. We got to open it up because Montana left for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah no, I know. They them leave, really. Peyton Manning left the Colts. Like. I, I think it's, does a Mahomes get seven or do the Chiefs three-peat, right? Yeah, that's Mahomes fair. not leaving next year, that's so fair. we know he'd be with the I Chiefs mean, next year. But is, Or does he get to seven? I I think for me, it's definitely three-peat. Getting to seven, what are you, crazy? I mean, I he's obviously the best shot we have we have right now in sports to match Brady, but you're talking about things have to go right next year. Things have to go right for the next decade for him to get to seven. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that can happen. You know, Does he ever play for another coach, and what does that coach end up doing? Are you sure it's going to be George Seifert or Barry Switzer? Well, Switzer is not even a great example. He won one, and then they kind of fell off. Are you sure that another coach could keep this going, especially if we believe that Matt Nagy is the heir apparent in Kansas City, which has been some of the rumors out there? I mean, let alone, you know, listen, I'm a little, 
I'm a little concerned, I guess, less concerned about certain players interchanging in and out. Well, Tyreek yeah. Hill's an all-time great player, and yeah. he left, and they've won two Super Bowls since then. You know, I don't. I'm not saying replacing Travis Kelsey is going to be easy, but I don't think it's going to be impossible. It might not be a tight end that makes up that production necessarily, but making up that production, I think. You know, I, I think they're going to find other weapons. But to me, it's got to be Mahomes with the three-peat because here's the thing. You're going to tell me that the AFC is so stacked with quarterbacks and how good they are. They were all good this year. Mm, yeah. No, they had all these quarterbacks. Who else is new except for C.J. Stroud's ascent? He's what ascending. else is changing? Well, uh... It's all the same faces. It's just Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers and C.J. Stroud is better. But here's the thing. Burrow was hurt. Have you Okay, but so, That's so a big is deal. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun they could Watson get hurt was again. Hurt. They could get hurt again, but they were specifically hurt okay, last season. Okay, or Tua season. and Josh Allen Aaron could get Rogers. hurt. Lamar and, and Justin Herbert could get hurt. So, Any combination I'll of go guys through, could get hurt. I'll just tell you, everything in the AFC parted for them. Buffalo had massive injuries. Yep. Miami had massive injuries. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Uh, Cleveland had massive injuries. They lost Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson. Sure. Pittsburgh fell apart because their quarterback got injured. They made the playoffs. Cincinnati uh, got injured. Trevor Lawrence forgot uh, how to play football at the end. <laughs> uh, CJ Stroud is ascending, and the NFC AFC West was a mess. So a lot of that could correct itself as early as next year. And by the way, I, I think Baltimore is not going to fall off at all either. They could be even better. I think they probably learned some things from what went wrong this year. I think they got away from the run in the playoffs, and they will not do that again. I think there are a lot of challenges coming at Kansas City. What do you think the rest of the, the other 31 teams are doing right now? I think their coaches are sitting there saying, how are we going to get this team, and how are we going to knock off Kansas City? They were saying it last year. They won the Super Bowl last year, mm, and nah. Kansas City has always been the team with the target because now they've won three in five years. Everyone knows whether you have to go to Kansas City or not. They're the team that's going to be standing there at the end. And what happened this year in the AFC could happen. Now, again, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what's more likely, that he gets to seven rings, which he stated is the goal, or that they would three-peat next year with the Chiefs? I think it's more likely they three-peat than he actually gets to seven. Because, again, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the AFC. And they were the juggernaut with quarterbacks this year. And look what happened. Guys fell by the wayside. Other circumstances happen. You mentioned injuries on the defensive side of the ball for a lot of teams. And here's the thing about, you know, Jim Harbaugh coming to the Chargers. All right, is that going to be immediately are they going to be Super Bowl contenders? I don't know. They got a salary cap situation that sucks. You've got an owner that sucks. You've got a lot of things that to get through. Uh, an owner that, I shouldn't say sucks, an owner that can meddle, pardon me, should make it personal. I'm going to get banned from any more buildings. <laughs> and the thing about C.J. Stroud, awesome, awesome rookie season. But it's not always linear. Look at even the same thing with Trevor Lawrence. Like, guys don't necessarily go year one, year two, I'm better, year three, I'm better. Sometimes you take a little diversion. Sometimes there's a left turn. You get back on track. There's such a thing called a sophomore slump. I, there's a lot of things I want to see yeah. in the AFC. I don't care about – I care less about the Chargers. I'm even putting them in the conversation. Look at the AFC North. I think all four teams could – well, three of the teams. Pittsburgh, we'll see what they do with quarterback. I think Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, you forget how good they are. They reload. Jabbar Chase and Joe Burrow is as good as any quarterback wide receiver combo. And then, and also, Baltimore, I think, is actually going to be just as good, if not better. I think Baltimore is learning. I think every 10 years, John Harbaugh seems to hit gold, and I think that's coming too. And I think Cleveland's going to be a force because everybody was injured next year. They have Miles Garrett, probably the best defensive player in the league. And if they could just figure out some things on offense, watch out. Perloff, all three of them made the playoffs. Three AFC North teams yeah, but, made the playoffs this year. And what yeah. happened? They lost. Well, One the of them Steelers. to the Chiefs. 
Yeah. Steelers lost to the Bills, the Steelers and the Browns are, lost to the Texans. Steelers are a different thing. Yeah, but the Browns had Joe Flacco a quarterback. Give, I'm just saying. Give a healthy Deshaun Watson a chance. Who knows? Listen, I, I, I'm not I'm not penciling Deshaun Watson in for anything. I would not count out Deshaun Watson. They started to figure it out a little bit in the second half of, what was it, the Raven game? But then he got hurt. Joe Burrow's finished two seasons hurt now yeah, out of four. But you can't count on them always being hurt. I mean, Joe Burrow's going to have more healthy seasons than injured seasons. See, That's just the way out of our work. I can't, you can't count on them being hurt. I can't count on them being healthy. And we got unprecedented health from Lamar this yeah. year. Are we sure that's going to hold up? And we had unprecedented health from Mahomes. Are you sure Mahomes isn't going to get hurt? Last year, he was in and out. I know, but he won the Super Bowl on a, on one leg. So Even that, if he gets hurt, I think he still has a shot. Yeah, I, I just think there's a lot coming at the Chiefs next year. And, I mean, let's not ignore the fact that three in a row is really hard. It's and hard. There's a no reason. does it. I mean, did you have any idea? Why did Georgia lose this year? It's hard to wrap your free... But if you look on paper, Georgia should have three-peated, too. It's just so much has to go right. You need a a punt to hit a guy in the ankle. You right. need uh, Jalen Hurts to fumble the ball. You need a lot of things to go right. And even the great Tom Brady and New England Patriots, those things didn't always go right. As great as Mahomes is, if he gets in the coin toss Super Bowl every year, sometimes it's going to go the other way. So you need so much to go right for three in a row. So I... I don't really like either bet, to be honest. I think seven's really hard. But if you at least give him enough time, he has a better chance. I think three's going to be really hard. They're both going to be hard. But I'll give uh, one season where everything goes right again as opposed to the next decade. Five more? Where I'm really hoping, yeah, where I need, you know, four more things to go right for him to tie. You know what I do like about the Chiefs? What's that? Uh, the way they built this defense because Karloftis is young. McDuffie is young. young yeah. I love Nick Bolton. Uh, I know, But here's the thing, Maggie. You look at their free agents. They have to pay uh, Chris Jones. I think Willie Gay is a free agent. Drew Twank, Tranquil's c- contract's coming up. There's LeJarrius Sneed. So they could. Re- how are they going to redefine this defense? Is that because Steve Spagnuolo is so great, or do they have the right talent this year? I wonder if they take a small step back. So it's such a, a thin line to win in the NFL. If they lose anybody important, are they really going to be able to hold off a Baltimore team that is just going to be waiting for Kansas City next year? Uh, if Lamar is going to get better, I know that that sounds hard to believe. He's a two-time MVP. Right. And I think that they're going to get the, they're learning how to get the right players around him. And that defense is young. That's a very young defense, except for Kyle Van Noy. And, and, and Clowney, uh, but they were cloudy. guys. But I, I think that those guys, Justin Minotabike and all those Ravens defenders are coming at you. I just think there's so much competition in the AFC that eventually someone's got to get to the Chiefs, Maggie. They're not going to win forever. I don't know. I mean, this was their quote-unquote down year on offense, and they still end up winning because the defense was all time. I I mean, that's the other thing about the Chiefs, why I like the three-peat over the seven. Nobody's interviewing Spagnuolo. That was that was based on timing because all the jobs were done by the time he dominated the playoffs. He's been dominating. I mean, they won. They Super- led up 35 points in the Super Bowl last year. I know, but the first Super Bowl that they won, that was not a great defense, and he had a great game plan. Uh, I don't know. He went against Jimmy G. Well, No I, one's going to hire you by shutting down Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he also you know shut down Tom Brady. That did get him hired, and then it went badly with the St. Louis Rams, and then he never got another shot, which is odd because lots of guys who failed in a place – get second chances yeah. and he never has, which I obviously has helped this because Steve Spagnuolo is like the MVP of this game. Well, he did, the, he the did game get plan. torched in two Super Bowls. He got torched by the Bucks and he got torched by the Eagles. So it's not like he's perfect. Uh, I, I think there's reasons he hasn't been hired. I don't think he was a very good head coach. Some guys are great coordinators, yep. but that being said, I, I think people are going to look at him as well.
Don't, don't you think? By the way, you said Matt Nagy would be the heir apparent. The fact that that's the offense, just the, that's no, the I, 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 yeah. no, no, you said that that's out there, and I've heard it as well. Yeah, uh, that the way Matt Nagy's calling plays or getting involved in the offense, they've really slowed down. Uh, I think Spagnola would make much more sense. Which, if you had a choice, who would you go with? Steve Spagnola. Yeah, definitely to be the heir apparent to Andy Reid. Absolutely. But again, I don't think Reed's going anywhere. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. There, there's one other name who could be in the mix there, too. Who's that? Eric Bieniemy could return to the Come Chiefs, which is, which is something that's being reported for next year, potentially. He could be on the staff. I think it'd be a good thing. Obviously, they've had success with Bieniemy. They've had success without him. But, I mean, Bieniemy not getting a job. We could talk about this till the cows come home. But, of course, he should come back. Yeah. What about uh, the offensive weapons? Were, were the Chiefs, you're worried at all about the fact that they have really Rashid Rice in the wide receiving core and that's it? Are you going to bring in a big name here? Are you going to try and do something to, to make the offense a little more dynamic? Well, I don't know, you know, because, again, you talk about the money situation. This is where Patrick Mahomes is going to have to have a say about it, yeah. right? Because he restructured. You might have to restructure again to try to make a little bit more room for everyone, and we'll see what he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, I guess cap hits are massive. I guess these guys play pretty good in the postseason, but you look at, you have Rasheed Rice, who's very solid, then Justin Watson, MVS, McCole Hardman, uh, Sky Moore has been a disappointment. I think you need one more player in that wide receiver room. So they could get him. I mean, it's not that hard to find a wide receiver, but the Chiefs offense, they can't be the same Chiefs offense going into next year. I'm telling you, it's so hard to win a Super Bowl. Everything went right this year. It's not happening again. I'm betting against him. In fact, if you want to do some sort of show bet, I'm <laughs> Long-term totally show down. Bet. Who gets who, what happens? Seven rings or a three peat? Well, yeah, I mean that's a really long term show bet. <laughs> yeah, but booking there. I will do. I'll do a show bet that they do not three peat. Any and I, I'll take all takers. Any odds you want. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, you can go vote on our poll. More likely, a three-peat or Patrick Mahomes gets to seven rings. All right, want to hear from you. Lots more to do, including, man, we've got some news coming in fast and furious here. The one thing that had us totally flabbergasted from yesterday, just jaws on the floor. Why? Why would you? We'll get to that story next. 855-212-4CBS, Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Interesting debate today. Is the scar tissue building up in San Francisco, and eventually will Kyle Shanahan have to go somewhere else to win a Super Bowl? I don't think so, because I think Kyle Shanahan's still young, 44. Let's be honest. If you have enough money and you can live in San Francisco, that's pretty nice. And they're they're on the sunny side of San Francisco. They're not, they're on Santa, you know, Santa Clara, you can live up in Palo Alto with the, the billionaires in Silicon Valley. It's a beautiful area. He had, He's lockstep with the GM. He has a great team that he keeps on rebuilding. As long as Nick Bosa is still doing what Nick Bosa does, I think you can build around that. I don't see him leaving anytime soon. I don't know why he would leave. Well, he's seven years in, and it's just been the losses get kind of crushing, you know, and to keep getting this close and not being able to get over the hump, you know, it. I think it's hard. I think it does weigh on whether it's the coach. I think whether it's the players, you know, all this, it's a lot of winning, ironically, yet the big losses, it's like you're right there and the rug gets pulled out from under you each time. And we see it with other teams, you know, where 
it can fester. Like some teams never get over big losses. Look at what happened with the Seattle Seahawks. They had actually won a game. They lost that second Super Bowl, Malcolm Butler at the goal line. They they fell apart after that. I mean, you talk about my Buffalo Bills. You want to do this twice in the 90s? And I think it's happening right now where people don't believe as much in the Bills because of all these close losses. You have to wonder, is it ever going to happen? Yeah, but I don't think those teams are as good as San Francisco. I think the reason the Bills are not winning Super Bowls is they're not good enough. And same with that Seahawks dynasty. I think that Seahawks dynasty seemed awesome in the moment, but were they really that talented? Was Russell Wilson really that good at well, the moment? The defense really was that good. Yeah, but they got old fast. I mean, those guys... Half that not Legion, the not the next year the core, after they lost to the four, to the to the Patriots they that Legion old. of Boom was gone so fast. Think about I mean the Seahawks disappeared really quickly. That was a flash in the pan dynasty. Well, it was, another, it was another five years that they were all together. I mean, we always talk. I about, don't think so. You think that they were all there till nineteen? I believe it was at least eighteen. Remember, we always talk about how young Richard mm. Sherman actually is. No, I know it's crazy. <laughs> uh, I felt like that that Legion of Boom fell apart pretty fast, or at least they weren't as dominant in any way. I think the defense stuck around for. I mean, and listen, it got it, the tension was there, obviously between the defense and Pete Carroll, the defense and Russell Wilson. I just think you're underestimating the human element here of what it's like to lose these big games. I think the fans get more upset that the coaches just chill the rest of the offseason. I think Kyle Shanahan's fine by now. I, I don't think oh he's sitting gosh, there I don't like think he's ever gonna. He's never oh gonna my, get over this. No, I. I. You think that he's gonna be bothered this offseason? I think he's gonna go about it like he always does. Oh man, I think you're underestimating that. A lot of the greatness I think of these guys is their hatred of losing oh more than their love of winning. You go down to an NFL after the locker room when they go to the family things and yeah, a crushing loss, and you're like the fans are crying, and, and the players just like, hey, what's at the buffet? They are professionals. They, they are not fans. They are they are looking ahead. Kyle Shannon is going to chill off season. You really think he's going to be depressed and sitting in a dark room wondering about what could have been? No way. He says he can't watch the film. He's yeah. watching Griselda. Yeah, but that was that was yesterday. Listen, that was yesterday. Wait, Today wait he'll to, be fine. Wait <laughs> to see him at the owners' meeting. He's going to look tan and refreshed. He looks haggard right now. He's going to look fine. Uh, I, I think I've seen what you're talking about. I've I've witnessed it firsthand in regular season games. I, I've witnessed witnessed it firsthand where guys lose and it feels crushing, and then they go out there with their family and it's like whatever, and they're you know dripping in diamonds and life is good and they deserve that. But I think the Super Bowl losses are. I mean, we've talked to enough professional athletes Man. where this stuff stays with them. Jalen Hurts was so busy doing magazine cover shoots this offseason. I don't think there was a second where he was uh, okay, well, in a dark room worried about last year's Super Bowl loss. Okay, but here's Jason the, Kelsey was still well, partying. And Nick Sirianni doesn't know any better. But here's <laughs> the thing J- Jalen Hurts can do that because he's young. See, again, this 49er team feels different than Super Bowl 54. 54, it was the come up. It was, look at, we're here. I, I, You know, oh my gosh, we had this lead, but, but we're going to be back. Meanwhile, now you've lost an NFC Championship game where you had a 10-point lead, and now you just lost an overtime Super Bowl where the option was yours, whether and what you wanted to do. And I'm not saying it's the only reason they lost, but it's one of them. That I don't, I don't think you get over that in a, one trip to Cabo. Oh, so what do you think the, the Niners players are going to be... No, not at all. I think they're fine. I think they're going to come back and be completely fired up next year. They've already lost the Super Bowl. They know what it's like. They're oh, used to boy. this. Let's go to Rich's in California. Good morning, Rich. How you doing? Shanahan's not going anyplace. Okay? Uh, after the Harbaugh bulky wars where Jed York had to be the adult in the room and keep those two guys apart, 
it shook the team right down to the foundations. Mm-hmm. Now they've got a GM, they've got a coach in lockstep, they've got Jeb York who can really sit down there and do what owners do best, sit down, shut up, and cut checks. And they've got maybe one more wet year window uh, where they can actually compete and maybe make it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, is it tough? Sure. The whole community is kind of feeling it. But I would simply say that when Dre Greenlaw went down, I think it was pretty much wrote large as to what exactly was going to happen. Yeah, Rich, you say that Shanahan's not going anywhere. I agree, not this year, not next year. But you just said their window might close in a year. And I don't know if I agree with that. Thank you for the phone call. I mean, you've got Purdy. If you really think he's the guy, this is the time to capitalize on Purdy in the rookie contract. But again, it's not as bad as the Harbaugh situation, but let's not forget the Harbaugh situation was good until it was bad. And I'm not saying that there's not tension. I don't know if there's any tension in that room in in the building for the 49ers, but the losses hurt. And it's not like they didn't have a really high profile mistake with Trey Lance. So, and, and after the fact, it was a, a kind of a little bit of a race to see who actually wanted Lance. Was it really John Lynch convincing Kyle Shanahan? Was Kyle Shanahan the guy who wanted it? There was a lot of spin after the Trey Lance debacle. So it's not yeah. like they're immune to the things that every organization goes through. I, do you think today there's any repercussions of that? I think they moved past that. I'm just saying it Pretty builds. Pretty easily. I think it builds. Uh, I think as far as their window, I mean, I think their superpower is Nick Bosa, who's 26. Yeah. He's like Aaron Donald with the Rams. Eventually, there's going to be a close Super Bowl where he's just going to put the team on his back. And Warner's getting a little older. I understand that. But there's just so many pieces here. And Shanahan, Shanahan doesn't need great offensive players to just have a great offensive game plan. He's a great run game coach. Sure. So remember the Raheem Mostert game. He's He doesn't need first-round picks all over his offense. He has to have some. I mean, Debo's a second-rounder. Kittle's a fifth-rounder. McCaffrey's a first-rounder. Ayuk's a first-rounder. But I think his offense is always going to be pretty good. It's always going to be the Shanahan offense. So I think the question is, what is that little extra ingredient to get them over the hump? Well, I think they thought it was going to be McCaffrey. I mean, you can say that Raheem Mostert, and that was a great story and is a great story, but there's a reason they felt like they had to outbid everyone else for McCaffrey. Yeah, and but th- the truth is they could probably win without McCaffrey, too. They could get in. I don't think that they fall off. They're still a 12-win team without McCaffrey. I know he's such a big part of their offense, though. Yeah, but honestly. He is the offense. Yeah, I, I think I've heard a couple of analysts say they need to bring in another workhorse uh, alongside McCaffrey. They need a, a guy to take some of those carries away. He had way too many touches this season. He ran for, what, he had 67 catches, and he was, I think, second or third in the league in carries. I thought he wore down a little bit. I thought Elijah Mitchell came into this game. He looked. He had a wait a couple seven yard runs. I'm like, ooh, look at that little spark plug. I, I just think Kyle Shannon's such a good play caller that he can make a lot of guys look good. He took that Jimmy G offense, which was totally sputtering all year, and and got to a Super Bowl and almost beat the Rams. I, I think this team is going to be around for a long time. Andrew Bogish is here. We'll get back to the phones in a minute. He's got headlines for us. Yo. Guys, I'm assuming EJ is okay with this. The Magic retiring Shaq's number 32 last night. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to wear the blue and white. Orlando will forever hold a special place in my heart. I'll always be proud to be part of this Magic franchise. The odd thing was they held this ceremony 
after the game, which the Magic lost to the Thunder, 127-113. So Shaq had to thank people for sticking around to watch. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander scored 32. Chet Holmgren, just 13 points, 9 boards, and 5 blocks the night after Wemby had 27, 14, <laughs> and 10. Wait, does nobody learn from the Mets? I mean, that <laughs> should not. be like an infamous moment. It is an infamous moment in all of sports, or maybe just for certain people in the room. You never do the ceremony after the game. Yeah. This is ridiculous. This was the Mets closing Shea Stadium yeah. yes. after losing. And an yeah. epic collapse yeah. of the season. Yeah. And then it was like, hey, everyone stick around for these great memories at Shea that we are going to now <laughs> run through. Well, this isn't as much egregious as the, as the Met one because it's regular season. They probably didn't want the fans to leave. But why but I, Why not just do it before? Right. Or traffic in Orlando. Why not halftime? I don't or know either. So Shaq, was Shaq calling the game? I saw he was there. I think they took him out of this the studio and put it. He was there. I he know. was there. It was on TNT. I don't know yeah. if he actually did the broadcast. This was, this was a TNT game. I don't know if he was on the broadcast. I watched the game and I don't even remember. I hope he'd be there. <laughs> I mean, retiring his number. He definitely, I, I did see he had a headset on and a suit. Uh, so I think he might have been involved in the broadcast. There's your, there's your answer right there. It was, it was probably their lone game on TNT. They don't want to have that look of, of nobody being in the crowd after you're on a shack. No one's going to get up and leave, though. Uh, people will. As much as everyone has downgraded the NBA regular season, people will leave after that. No, but they're actually not. Orlando's not bad. Yeah, they're a good team. Yeah. I know, but, but Orlando I'm, has a winning record this year. They're yeah. the young. Yeah. Barry is kind of awesome. I'm I, just saying. I wouldn't worry about they that. They have both Wait, Wagners. Hold on. We're missing the big point here, Uh-oh. which is they're honoring, what is it, 35 years of Orlando Magic basketball or mm. something? 30 years, 35, whatever. What took him so long to retire Shaq's number? He hasn't played there since like 1996, Six. seven? Yeah. I think he's even he even said he thought it wasn't going to happen. And now Did he happens. have that bad of a relationship with the team? Like, I don't... Well, the end was, was, the end was very that, messy. Again, it's been 30 years. I know, but Shaq's one of the more petty superstars we've probably ever seen. And then he went off and won all these titles with the Lakers. I, you know, how how'd the Magic feel about that? I know, but meanwhile, you've been, you've been sitting through all these awful seasons with the Magic. You didn't even just to goose ticket prices on one of these <laughs> yeah. one of these bad seasons. I now was you- a little surprised, and this is where Bo was probably getting mad at me again, that uh, Shaq definitely should have been the first person, but it's not like they don't have other guys who probably should have their number retired. Yeah. Like now, T-Mac and Penny, Penny both wore yeah. one. Okay, but yeah. Shaq first, and then those. Yeah, guys. sure. No, sure. I'm just saying, though, like, Scott Skiles maybe could even have his number retired. He did. He was one of the original players, and he has 30 assists in the game. I mean, mm. and it was their coach, right? right. Uh, obviously, obviously yeah. Dwight Howard's going to Dwight get Howard definitely. retired too. So, yeah. By the way, Dwight Howard probably already should have happened too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 35 years with nobody just <laughs> seems Snoopy. crazy. Yeah. Like you know, honestly, what are you waiting around for? Has the DeVos family always owned them? I thought so. So this I don't is think like, so. This is not mm. like new owners coming in and and like changing the way they were doing. They've business. they've owned them for at least I think ten years. For a long time, yeah. yeah I don't not, know if they're the, the original time, owners because they, they, when they won those first two draft picks, the, remember the same owner kept getting the number one pick, and that was they got Shaq, then they got Chris Webber, they traded for Penny, and then they got Dwight Howard. Yeah, there was a I don't remember the guy's name for some reason. His face is coming to me, but that was a different guy. And then the DeVos family bought them sometime after that. I believe. Yeah, Amway, right? DeVos family. Yes, yeah. that's how they made their money. My uh, my wife spent a night with Tom. Not at that time. Hey, Thomas Happy Long. Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, she met bees. My so they're big edu- Betsy yeah, my, DeVos was the education. Secretary yeah. So my father-in-law is close with Betsy DeVos, right. and they had this dinner. And Thomas uh, uh, was like, 
found out that we had a show on CBS Sports Radio and I was chatting up my wife and be like, oh, I want to come on. And I just forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been asking about Shaq's retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jersey retirement. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So Thomas DeVos, we should call him up, get him on and say, why not uh, Dwight Howard? Why not Penny Hardaway? <laughs> what the hell are you waiting for? And thank you for joining us. Can I, since you guys mentioned somehow shoehorn Mets into the last discussion, can I just ask a quick Sixers poll question off oh. last night's game? That makes sense. Okay. Sure. So Markel Fultz is a point guard on Orlando Magic. Still there. He stinks, but whatever. What would be more painful for me to see Markel Fultz be great and win a title, James Harden, Ben Simmons, or Doc Rivers? Wow. I think, I think it would be more painful if Jason Tatum wins a title. Oh, that's of one things. of the all-time. But there, there is a rumor They've that the, the Celtics never would have made that trade if they had thought the Sixers were going to take Tatum instead of Fultz. Well, you should have took Tatum. That's the problem. But no, no. But the, the Celtics had the number one pick, and they traded down with us because they knew we were taking Fultz. They wouldn't have traded oh, gotcha. if they thought we were taking that's Tatum. True. Anyway, I think it, it's just a very painful thing. Do you guys hate when you're, one of your players leaves to another team and wins? Do you root against them? Well, I try not to. I mean, Jacob DeGrom just won a title with the Texas Rangers. Yeah, how did you feel play. about because yeah. he was hurt all year, so it was just different. Um, I tried not to root against guys, but but there's a couple for you that I kind of get. Ben Simmons? Well, I was going to say Harden. Yeah, <laughs> Harden? For sure. I mean... I think a lot of people in the NBA are rooting against Harden because like, he's been in a few teams. Yeah. I, do think, a... I think Doc Rivers was trying. I mean, and also, I don't think he's winning a title. Yeah, I, I, don't think <laughs> bad. I don't think you feel bad about Doc Rivers winning a championship. When the player or coach leaves a bad taste in your mouth, that's when you boom. Right. So if they if they left a bad taste like in with, with your team and they go win the title somewhere else, that's where you boom. Well, that's like, where I mean, sure, Ben like, Simmons for sure also. But, you know. Fultz would be bad because the Sixers took him number one overall and he did nothing. If he all of a sudden got it together and won a title in Orlando, that would suck. Right, but I mean, like, <laughs> he got he, he had he got hurt and yeah, was yeah. a weird mental issue. I, I don't know. Shooting like, with the wrong yeah, hand? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if how you should. <laughs> it should feel bad about him. If he makes it, you guys should actually say good for him. He yeah. finally figured it out. I'm with EJ. He's the he's the least of your concerns on this list. It's yeah. so long ago. It's so, like, it's finished. Like, it's done. He was I, like, barely there. Yeah, like, that's not a thing. The other three guys, though, I don't know how you pick a winner out of those. Harden, I don't know. Do Doc, you guys, and Ben. Do you end up rooting for people? Were you got? Were you Jets fans rooting for Nicole Hardman? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, to get I, the, the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl when he started the season with the Jets. The Hardman thing didn't kill me as much as maybe other Jets fans. I'm just kidding. But nah. uh, were there any Bills that left? I mean, Bruce Smith left to go to Washington, right? And again, we talk about scar tissue yeah. and about. I'm surprised. In you know, I was I was a kid then. If I had been an adult when the Bills were losing all those Super Bowls, I'm shocked they were able to keep it together as long as they did. I think these losses are really hard. Like, I got asked uh, by Sully, actually, last week about what happened when Dora Revis left the Jets. You know, yeah. now for the, the Patriots, Patriots eventually. Now, that didn't bother me as much because, one, he went to the Bucks first, yeah. and he was terrible there, and they didn't know how to use yeah. him. And then he eventually got to the Patriots when the Jets didn't want him, and a lot of teams didn't want him. Bill Belichick kind of resurrected his career. I didn't feel bad about him winning a championship because I felt like the Revis Island that left the Jets was not the guy that was on the Patriots. No, the mistake was you brought him back and paid him a bunch of money. Right, because right, Woody Johnson is Woody is Johnson. Star so. chaser. Yeah, yeah. That's a and, kind way to put it. Yeah, and I, and I kind of picture Revis at the Hall of Fame game this year as a uh, – Revis Island has has grown over the years. Dude, my love is merciless. Oh you I mean, are we all know. Well, that's the thing too. Athletes. He was starting. He was starting to maybe slow down a little bit toward the end of the Jets. And you're right. Uh, the Patriots. He was still really good, but it didn't match. Like Revis was not going to win a title because the Jets were on the decline at that time. Right. So if you're sure, I think that's a good point. No, no, no. Wait, pause. 
Yeah. Perlov, God forbid, you're an athlete. You gain two ounces after well, your playing career is well, done. We just didn't I gain mean, two ounces. I mean, America was was there on that Reba thing. We were all there. <laughs> no, Perlov, you are so tough on athletes. Me. That's not just me. I mean, everybody. That was the story of the preseason. And I think... He was the wearing story like, of the preseason. an ill-fitting shirt or something too. Like, like, uh, which, they all had these weird outfits on. It didn't, it didn't work at all. No, it was not. Flattering. And they, and you know, that Hall of Fame game, everyone's sweaty. I don't think there's a makeup team. That whole thing they have to work <laughs> on. Do you realize people no calling out Patrick Mahomes and the dad bod is probably going to propel this guy to a third straight Super Bowl? He already told McAfee yesterday he's probably going to take his shirt off at the parade today, yeah. just so everyone sees he got caught at a bad angle. No, we gotta no. stop body shaming these athletes, man. It just fuels their fire. Man, Mahomes doesn't care. I think Mahomes actually credit him. I don't think he's gonna get ripped this off. I, you know, I don't think he's gonna get shredded this off season because he's proud of his dad bod. <laughs> he said he's taking his shirt off. Well, today. the offensive linemen though, the opposite. They're all weigh three hundred pounds, and they come back the next season. They're like two hundred ten pounds and and totally shredded, like Joe Thomas and all those guys. So you know, it works both ways. How did we get here? Because <laughs> <laughs> Shaq's number was retired. That's oh, how we got sorry. Here. One other thing about Shaq's number getting retired, this gives us a chance to resurrect one of the other great show debates. Well, it's Great Debate Wednesday. We'll do that at the top of the hour. But is Blue Chips a great movie? Who doesn't think Blue <laughs> Chips is a great movie? You're, you're sitting you across the, le- grass, the glass from him. Yeah. It's, it, well, great. Is it a great movie? Yes. 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 Arloff sh- doesn't think it holds up. What? So it's what? A, I mean, it's basically a documentary. What do you mean? It's <laughs> right. old doc- yes, all the things you love. Guys getting paid, scandal, and basketball. Re- point yeah. shaving. Point shaving. Tractors just showing up in backyards. Yeah. Oh, overacting, poor writing. Uh, basketball players who have no idea how to be on screen. Yeah, Rex yeah. Walters what? is in that game. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nick Nolte? Are you kidding me? Well, oh, God. Shame on me for wanting to Shaq, run anywhere he, with he knows you. That. What? Nick Nolte and real players. Yeah. The basketball in it is really good. Bobby no, you guys are right. Like it's it's twenty times better than Hoosiers. Uh, I would watch here. that movie five times over before I watch Hoosiers. There is a rewatchability factor. Okay, put up the Blue poll. Chips. What's a better movie, Hoosiers or Blue Chips? You said w- you'd rather watch more. Well, yeah. Which one would you rather watch? Guys, yeah, the critical tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> you guess what it is for Blue oh, Chips? Give me a break. I don't care about that. <laughs> What's the fan rating? EJ, do you know that? Movies are subjective. Your opinion on a movie does not mean that it's universal. Wait, You're the, aware of that fact. The, are you? You're doing the same right. thing. Right. I'm just saying the Rotten Tomatoes is 38%. is one of the most critically panned movies no, of the, the night. what is the fan vote? The fan vote's 51%. Because Blue Chip sucks. <laughs> Blue Chip does not suck. Give me a break. doesn't suck. Uh, anything else, folks? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to present this one without being mean. According to the New York Post, Tom Brady has been talking to other high-end analysts to prep for his Fox debut next season. Among those whose brain Brady has picked is Tony Romo, which begs the question, what did he find in Romo's brain? What a day. Martin Luther King Jr. deserves to have a day named after him. And then he sang Adele. Romo (laughs) also telling The Athletic that Brady is just like him. They'll both work as hard as possible (laughs) to be ready for a game from a guy whose prep has been universally questioned <laughs> for multiple years. So if yes. if Brady's listening to Romo, thoughts and prayers to Kevin Burkhart. <laughs> well, I just, is it like, a you know, listen, Romo had a better game in the Super Bowl. Definitely better game. This was his third Super Bowl that he called, by the way. Mm. Uh, better game in the Super Bowl. But yeah, 
that Martin Luther King thing, that just happened. That was like a month ago. That wasn't like we're pulling up old stuff. That was that was the last holiday we had until today, Valentine's two, Day. Two analysts that will make over $30 million combined are actually the not the best analysts in the NFL, which is unbelievable. Well, we don't know what Brady's going to be like. Could well, end up being good. Could. He could. I think he's going to be good. I just. I agree. But like you think about all the people's brains that you could pick. I mean, there's unless, a lot of really talented people out there. Pick unless, the guy you're going to replace. Yeah, I mean, unless he's right. doing like a reverse psychology thing and he's going to just do the opposite of what Romo <laughs> tells him. <laughs> Fade Romo. The one thing that Romo, and again, I thought he had a fine Super Bowl, but the one thing that killed me was, and this is just a technique thing. This is X's and O's. You cannot jump the call at the end. You know, Nance does jackpot Kansas City. You have to lay out there and let the pictures tell the story. That is mm. a number one thing he has to know better at this point of his career. Has to. By the way, uh, Brain Camp on uh, Twitch says, let's get Andrew Bogus in the broadcast booth. Yeah. That's right. Me and Brady would crush it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what we need. He should, be, he should be calling you, Andrew. He shouldn't be calling Tony Romo. Not Romo. You'd be sweating like the pilot and... Uh, and Oh man, an in airplane. airplane. That's a direct hit. I definitely have a sweating problem. But I would no, be I would be okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We'd be fine. We'd be fine. You have a sweating problem? I don't I never noticed that. Good. It's early in the day, that's why. It's funny. <laughs> now that you say <laughs> it, I feel like now I now I You do have a sweating problem? He looks like Darrell Revis at the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was thinner. Now I'm a, that's a fat joke. Now I'm like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> No, you you haven't gained four ounces. So no, no, Darrell was also sweating. Was he? Oh yeah, I remember everybody the sweat. was. August. I just remember the the shirt barely hanging on for dear life. <laughs> oh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> You're so mean. C- can we take a break? Can I come back and read some reviews of blue chips? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> yes, we'll do that. Also, did you guys know Shaq won a Razzie for blue chips? Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Coming oh, up next. But, and you guys do. <laughs> yeah, we're, no, we're the fans. I, I No, get out of here with this critics yeah, crap. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't like it now. Yeah. <laughs> Until I care what critics say, give me a break. Come back, coming back, Perloff will read the reviews of Blue Chips as Shaquille O'Neal gets his jersey retired by the Magic 35 years too late. Uh, also, uh, big coaching news for one of the Super Bowl uh, for the 49ers. I'll just say it. Big coaching news we were surprised by. We'll get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink Think what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This past Sunday, Popeye's fans watched the perfect pairing, a Popeye's commercial during the big game, and their new lineup of crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside wings. Order any of their five delicious flavors today. 
We've got to figure out what time the Popeyes opens here in New York City because that's got to be our order ASAP. Yeah. Now, just hearing you say that, I'm starving. Uh, <laughs> Get on this. Let's go. We had, we had a Popeyes on City Line growing up. Yeah. And that was the go-to place. Uh, yeah. It's 748 Eastern. Mm, is it too early? I don't think so. I don't. Uh, now. Never. Oh, boy. We've been up With early. With a soda. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's one thing. We don't have enough good food coming through this place, right? You know. It's post-Super Bowl. We ate really well. I think we need to step up our game and match what we were doing in Vegas and bring Popeyes into the studio today. All right. Uh, I think we should do it. This should now be every one of our show bets, show bets should end with the loser buys Popeyes for everybody. That's it. That's now going to be in the uh, Constitution of the Maggie yeah, and Pro Show. I should probably lose on purpose now. <laughs> I know. Well, I will all be racing to see who's going to get to buy the Popeyes. By the way, is, is, is everybody else lost on sports right now? I can, now I'm thinking about food. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm gone. Luck. I do have a, a, a review, a movie review. Though. Oh, please. Okay, so Shaquille O'Neal gets his uh, jersey retired by the Orlando Magic, so mm -hmm. it gave us a chance to bring up Blue Chips, the movie he filmed while a member of that Orlando Magic team. Perloff does not like this movie. The rest no, of us no, love no. it. I like it. I think it's kitschy, but it's definitely not a great movie, as it was called yes, uh, last okay. time. A great movie. A great movie is The Godfather, right. uh, Citizen Kane, uh, whatever. This was not exactly an Oscar nominee. Here's the Washington <laughs> Post. What's most surprising here is that the assembled talent from the worlds of basketball and movies is so impressive, and still, the work is so tired. As a coach who exchanges his soul for a winning program, Nick Nolte struts and bellows in a desperate attempt to bring his character to life. And though he works up quite a lather, all he gets for the effort is sweat stains. And it got, do you realize how low a 38% is on Rotten Tomatoes? And Shaq got a Razzie Award. It's the worst new star, which I think is mean. Who doesn't love Shaq in a movie? Yeah, you, can't, you can't take pre-Rotten Tomatoes era movies and apply Rotten Tomatoes scores. I don't think that... I, I don't do that for any of those movies. Oh, so if Rotten Tomatoes wasn't around Yeah, because what they do is they, didn't, they say, okay, let's take reviews from the that are archived from the 90s and say, okay, let's just take those and compile a score. Can I give you other um, movies that have gotten about a 38% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Um, okay. hit, hit us. The House Bunny... Varsity Blues. Dan Patrick was in House Bunny, by the way. Played a cop. I think I mentioned it. Uh, the Bodyguard. <laughs> the Replacements. Nacho Libre. <laughs> Cars 2. Was Nacho Libre the one? That's not the Jack one that Jack Will. Black. Okay, not the one that Will Ferrell did in Spanish. Uh, I don't. Will I Ferrell don't did a movie in, in Spanish. Yeah, he did a movie all in Spanish. Uh, Nacho Libre. I did see Nacho Libre. Not great. Um, how about Battle for the Planet of the Apes, which came out in 1973? These are other movies that got a 38%, the same as Blue Chips on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't actually know all those movies. The Great Outdoors. Pete oh, and I's on. favorite. I know. Mm. I, I, th I think sports movies get judged harshly anyway, so... I, I'm, not, I'm not taking but, but a 38% think, of Rotten Tomatoes. But if you look chips. at any great sports movie list, Blue Chip's not usually not near the top because Blue it was a little cheesy. How about, Blue Chip's gets mentioned a lot of people's favorites. Ernest Saves Christmas. Anything Ernest. <laughs> I got the same review. <laughs> oh. All right, we need, we need to do a rewatchable. We need to watch Blue Chip's. Uh, Yo, I, it Hoosiers was just a little is, corny. Hoosiers is NyQuil. I, I like... Uh, stop oh, it with those no school this small. Hoosiers has got to be a movie that everybody got to watch today. Like, give me a break. That is the one of the most boring movies. EJ, you're going to turn off a lot of people with that one. I, yeah. I don't care. <laughs>
<laughs> it's a classic, you know. So it's like it's like the same thing. It's if a you, great if movie. you watch Bad News Bears now, it's just going to be slow. It's going to feel slow because it's a movie that was made in the seventies. And at, e- Chinatown it could seem slow right now. Any movie that was made in the seventies, even The Godfather, seems slow for our current appetite and our current. Blue, Blue um, Chips is more of a an ode to Indiana basketball Bob Knight than Hoosiers is. Hoosiers glorifies Indiana basketball in a way that, to me, when we think about Indiana basketball, we think about the Bob Knight era. It's funny because Nick Nolte literally pulled. First of all, Bobby Knight is in Blue He's Chips, in the movie. and he does the same thing where he throws the chair right. across and the he, floor. He, he right. says he was inspired by Bob Knight. Right. Like, if you love Indiana basketball, you should love Hoosiers. I mean, you should love Blue Chips. Well, Blue Chips, one thing, they turn it into UCLA as well. They try right. to yes. glom both programs together. The Dolphins. But we, uh, during the summer, we did a great show debate, which we're doing in a minute, actually. Yep. And we did best sports movies. Just to get a baseline, EJ, off the top of your head, like, what are your top three sports movies? Just back uh, ahead. It doesn't have, you're not going to be glued to this take. I'm just remember, curious. Remember the Titans? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love Coach Carter. Okay. That's a yeah. favorite for me. Um, it's got to be another great football movie, I would say. Okay. So more modern ones. So this is really kind of based on your age and, you know, because you don't like the older ones like Rocky or whatever. I love Rocky. No, Rocky. Rocky uh, okay. Rocky 3 probably. That would okay, be my so three. I say, even the original Rocky, which is a great movie and won an Oscar, yeah. would seem slow today but just I, because mo- our attention spans are, are no, just different. No, I hear you. I hear you. But... Listen, I love the original Rocky. There though. were you. Will you guys at least admit there are some cheesy, stereotypical elements of blue chips? Like it's like, oh, we're Definitely. gonna hit this box, hit this box, and hit that box. Right, but like sometimes, like I think we get into like, oh, because it's cheesy, it's bad, which is unfortunately what critics do. And, and you guys don't cheesy can be done well. We don't like the program with Joe Kane. Thirty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Must love dogs. <laughs> also. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, come on. That's a great movie. (laughs) Coming up, the dishes are done, man. I did like that one. Coming up, great debate for this Wednesday. What's the topic? It's related to the Super Bowl. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.